You're listening to People Real by Brandon Knopf. Hey there, People Real fans. Thank you for joining us on our show. I apologize. I have not been actually releasing any episodes uh, for a while. I realized that um, it would be nice if I was more consistent about releasing these episodes. But to be honest, what I did uh, a number of weeks back, it was actually about two months plus ago, maybe even as much as three, I decided to go another direction with the podcast. And what I decided was, frankly, I would create a new one called Educate, spelled E-D-U-K and the number eight. Now, um, why did I do that? Why did I not just continue doing these monologues? Well, that's part of it. These are monologues. And I was a little worried that all of you out there were getting bored, or at least it wasn't as interesting as perhaps it could have been. And so I think in general, the best format or the most popular format out there is a dialogue, or at least when you are engaging with someone else and you're synergizing and thinking of things together versus just sitting on an island and, and, you know, spouting off like what I was doing before. With that said, I did listen to a couple uh, bits of my previous episodes and I was thinking to myself, wow, that didn't sound too bad, or rather maybe I would even want to listen to that. So I don't want to be cocky or, or you know, sound too, um, uh, what is it, uh, like a braggart or whatever it is, but maybe these thoughts on the monologue are not too bad. And so I kind of thought the other day, why not come back and actually record another episode? And when I do have time, why not actually do some for all of you out there, mainly to share some thoughts that I have personally um, that may not be a f- you know, uh, focused on education per se um, with the focus that I actually have with the podcast. So it's a little bit different than education here when we talk about education. It's actually focused on interviewing people out there who have made big differences in their various fields. Like uh, let's say we are interviewing a startup founder this week. So that individual perhaps may have disrupted their industry. And so I feel like individuals like that would be great as candidates for interviews to help maybe guide the education systems in ways that they had never thought about, i.e. the education systems. Because one reason why I think this is simply that when you are in the education system, you tend to conform. Yes, you conform. And you have to because you need to keep your reputation, you need to maintain some semblance of, of you know, I guess, uh, quality in, in the minds of the people who are employing you. And in general, it's, you, you have to follow rules. You're not rules breakers, or um, you are not able to go around the system because again, quote unquote, it is a system, right? And so not only do the teachers or the individuals who actually report into the system have to conform, but also the folks at the top probably conform to all the previous standards because it's just unpopular to literally revolutionize something or perhaps change education in ways that are really hard to predict whether or not they're going to actually make a difference. 
So that's why I'm focusing on educate in terms of interviewing some really incredible people who have great, great experience, who've thought a little bit differently from the norm and who have not always simply accepted everything, but at least did challenge um, notions that just didn't make sense. So do uh, check it out. Um, Go and search for educate again, E-D-U, K with a letter eight, um, or not letter, why did I say that? And the number eight. So it's E-D-U, the letter K, and the number eight, educate. All right, well, back to our episode here today. So today, I thought we would actually analyze or start to talk about an incredible book that was given to me by this new um, friend of mine who I have to say is quite special. Um, She has really touched um, me in many different ways, and, and one in particular is my mind, which I learned through a survey that she shared with me. It's something that I actually like to... Um, you know, focus on as far as even the subject of love. And so um, that's very, very important to me. And as a result, um, she has shared some ideas and thoughts that have actually satiated my brain. Um, so it's, it's incredible. So one thing about COVID that's been really, really fascinating is that you really can't or you, you don't interact with people as much but you virtually interact with them. So I've actually met a handful of people out there, um, you know, that, that frankly I've never even met. And yet I've, I've literally, you know, garnered or, or established rapport and even friendships um, before even meeting. So a couple of them are interviews on um, the podcast Educate, and one of them also introduced me to the other two. So I do have to say this virtual relationship um, or virtual interaction with people has, has grown to become a very, very effective means to get to know people. And this individual that I'm talking about, which I, you know, I will um, definitely uh, omit information about that person because, you know, let's, let's not, you know, expose anyone on the show unless they've, they've uh, given me the permission, A, and then B, you know, uh, just in general, let's, let's keep things private. I mean, all you need to know is she sent me this incredible book, like I said, uh, The Buddha and the Badass um, by Vishen Lakhiani. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing his name correctly, but it's spelled L-A-K-H-I-A-N-I. And the subtitle is basically The Secret Spiritual Art of Succeeding at Work. Supposedly, this gentleman has actually written a best-selling text in the New York Times called The Code of the Extraordinary Mind. And thus far, after reading a little bit about it, um, I can see why this resonates with a lot of different people. And I can also tell you that after reading a bit of it, um, it does remind me of how I live. And it also um, reflects a lot of my passions and also kind of my um, way of thinking. And so I am incredibly grateful to her gift. Um, Such a nice gift. She sent it like right away. It was, uh, you know, literally it landed on my doorsteps today. And so, um, so, so appreciative of of this kind, kind gesture. But anyway, um, what I will do today with the show is I'm going to read this little section at the beginning that, uh, you know, um, the gentleman, Vishen Lakhiani, has actually written. I hope he doesn't get too frustrated that I, I read it straight out. It's not like um, it's not an audio 
book per se, or I'm not necessarily trying to violate anything. I just want people to know a little bit of what he says. And so I will share that here on the podcast. But Vishen, if you, you are not uh, uh, appreciative of this, I apologize. And and please do reach out to me and I'm, I'm fine with just, you know, taking this section off. I'm definitely not going to, you know, hawk your book or read the rest of the book and, and use it within the podcast per se. I might actually read parts of it and comment, um, maybe even publicize, especially if people are listening to my podcast. So maybe I'll be helping you with your marketing, uh, honestly. But let's let's uh, listen to me uh, uh, read a little bit about the book. Um, sometimes I like to read uh, text out loud uh, to take in the information, especially late at night when I get a little tired and need some kind of active way of processing information. So um, hope you enjoy, um, but listen up. And then afterwards, I might come back here and let's talk a little bit about what Vision says in this initial section before, I think it was right before he actually writes his introduction. Yeah, it's called Before You Begin. So he's just kind of telling you some things that you need to know, and then he writes an introduction, and then we'll get into the first uh, chapter called Uncover Your Soul Print. All right, so listen up uh, to the first section of his book called Before You Begin, and we'll be right back here on People Real. Audiobook number one, The Buddha and the Badass, The Secret Spiritual Art of Succeeding at Work by Vishen Lakhiani. Before you begin, the preface. Know that this book may challenge some of your deeply held beliefs about life. I always write about the topic with the intention to disrupt. In other words, to wedge new ideas into your mind in between the normal stream of thoughts you run on autopilot. Awareness sets you free. New ideas that you never even had an inkling of are gateways to becoming bigger, better, more powerful version of yourself. And that benefits not just yourself, but also your family, your community, and the world. My friend, the great philosopher Ken Wilber, popularized the importance of worldviews in his work on integral theory. You can simplify his work and determine that the readers of this book will fall into one of four following worldview categories. Depending on your worldviews, certain aspects of this book will appeal to you and others might affront you. You could be a rationalist, in which case you'll love the business ideas in this book, but scoff when I speak about the magic of the mind, intuition, or listening to your soul. You could be a traditionalist, in which you'll love anything that reminds you of your spiritual beliefs, but you may feel threatened when I talk about questioning culture and traditional rules. Or you could be a green, which means you might also be a spiritual junkie, and you'll love the talk of magic, but maybe dread the sections on talking, or rather taking action and running a business. Finally, you might be viewing this from an integral level. That means, or rather this means, you are open-minded and you can integrate all these worldviews without feeling your ego is threatened by picking and choosing what resonates with you. This is the most productive way to read this book. That's because this is not a traditional book on entrepreneurship or business. The world is changing fast. When I started out teaching meditation in 2003, I had to hide my career from friends. 
Today, meditation companies have valuations of over a billion. And today, when I meet with the upper echelon of people in government, sports, Hollywood, Silicon Valley, and business, they privately share their deep spiritual beliefs and how they no longer see their work and their career from a strict material point of view. Many have gone on public record to share this. My appreciation to the R&B star Miguel, who spoke in Billboard magazine about using my six-phase meditation for his concerts, more on this in chapter five, and to Tony Gonzalez, the famous football star, for doing the same in countless interviews. Also to Bianca and Drescu, who, after beating Serena Williams in the US Open at the age of 19, endorsed my book and book to the press as a tool she used. Billionaires and game-changing entrepreneurs are talking about some of the controversial ideas from this book in private. And my goal is to make his conversation more public because now is the time. And so this book is designed to disrupt the way that you see the world and to give you the tools to shift the world through cognitive changes in your mind. In short, it creates transformation. Once you see the patterns this book unveils, you cannot unsee them. Depending on your worldview, you will either love this book or hate this book. That's by design. It's because we grow through discomfort or insight, but never through apathy. You may have found this book in the business section of a bookstore, though honestly, I don't know if it truly belongs in that section. Indeed, this book is about the way we work today because the way we work is utterly broken. But let me warn you that this book is not about business in any conventional sense. It's about transforming the way you work from the inside out and how that internal change can ripple out to change the world. So what is this book? It's about the mastery of your work and your life, whether you're launching a startup at the helm of a major organization or only starting your first job. It's for someone who's pouring their energy into a job that doesn't feed their soul, or conversely, for someone who has an incredible vision for their company but can't figure out how to expand it to a world-changing level. My first book, The Code of the Extraordinary Mind, accidentally became a Bible for athletes across the world because it explored performance. This book explores teamwork, running a business, and making a dent in the universe. I'd like it to be a Bible for changing the nature of work. Next section, disrupting the rules. Open parentheses, bullshit rules. Close parentheses. If you know me already, you understand that's what I'm about. We all live by a set of rules that are conditioned into us. These beliefs are fire-hosed into our psyches by our parents, teachers, cultures, or rather culture, governments, and the media. In the Code of the Extraordinary Mind, I create, or rather I created a name for these beliefs. Rules. It stands for bullshit rules. They are all around us, and when we don't question them, they trap us. They can rob us of a fuller version of life that we could be tapping into. Now, it's time to disrupt your long-held rules around work. Why? Well, because if you're the average person in the developed world, you'll spend 70% of your waking hours there. And if you're the average person, you're also miserable at your job because of these rules, which is simply not acceptable or an acceptable state of affairs with your one shot of life. More on that later. Now, I'm not a business consultant, but I was once a struggling entrepreneur with a penchant for questioning rules. As I experimented with disrupting some of the traditional rules on how work was meant to function, I created a business, workplace and life that is beyond extraordinary. My research lab was my own life and company, and I've codified everything I've learned into how-to steps. I've learned that when work is tuned to what we're passionate about, it ceases to be work. 
What you must understand is that no matter your station, you possess incredible, unique powers that you must learn to use. Hard work and hustle is a path to success as mo- oh, hard work and hustle as a path to success are a modern myth. Inside you is a spirit and a soul that many of us refuse to unleash into the domain of work. But this is a rule. When we bring an awakened mind to work, magic happens. Now let's go deep about the word magic. Some of the ideas I share in this book are in the realm of the spiritual. In other words, they cannot yet be proven by science. I will speak of the soul, intuition, synchronicity, and bending reality. Keeping an open mind, if you think these ideas are BS, remember that men like Steve Jobs, whom we see as one of the greatest creators and CEOs of all time, embrace them. If these ideas really don't resonate with you, hand this book over to someone who may benefit because getting these ideas into practice matters. We need to fix work. We are operating inside old, obsolete models. According to Gallup, 85% of workers hate their job. Most people are living their lives doing work that they don't love, to earn money, to afford, to live lives that they don't love. Far worse, they lie to themselves about it. They pretend they semi-enjoy what they do to earn a paycheck. An alien species watching planet Earth would think, what is wrong with these creatures? From a global perspective, that means about 5,369 people across the world die every hour, every day, without having fulfilled their highest potential and experienced their deepest joy. Most of us put off our own happiness and dreams until tomorrow in an attempt to just stay afloat today, but that's a catastrophic mistake. The inescapable truth is this, time, period, runs, period, out. If you're reading this book, I would wager you have incredible aspirations. You dream of writing books, building successful companies, running for office, or making a difference in your community. So don't waste your time. It's your most precious commodity. When it comes to work, it's time to discard whatever doesn't empower you. This is your companion guide. Next section, how this book was written. Like my first book, The Code of the Extraordinary Mind, this book has some unique learning methodologies embedded in it. My company, Mind Valley, specializes in human transformation, and so I care about making learning stick. These are methods that ensure that these ideas will stay with you and take root in your life. Exercises. I share tools, techniques, through exper- thought experiments and exercises throughout the book, and then compile each chapter's tools and techniques at the end of the chapter for ease of reference. I want you to engage with this book, take notes, write in the margins, and make it your own. I also call out the stealth leadership techniques to adapt certain ideas to the worker who isn't currently leading their own company or team. If you're not leading a team but are a member of a team, I share subtle ways to create change around you without you having to possess a formal title. Stories. During the process of writing this book, I gathered stories from some of the most incredible minds today. I'm internally grateful that my company, Mind Valley, has allowed me to become an intersection point for incredible leaders. In my interviews, I've worked with hundreds of the fields of businesses or business, science, technology, spirituality, education, relationships, and the basis of my success and the ideas I share in this book. In writing this book, I spent two weeks masterminding with Richard Branson and other business leaders on Necker Island. I spoke on stage at events alongside Michael Beckwith, Jay Shetty, and Gary Vaynerchuk. I sat down with uh, Marianne Williamson, or next to rather, Marianne Williamson, David or Dave Asprey, Ken Wilbur, Keith Ferrazzi, Chip Conley, and Shafali Sabari, I'm not sure, Shafari for Canned Interviews. 
There are too many incredible names to mention that have contributed to this book. I don't say this to brag. I attribute my success to their mentorship, and I'm grateful to call them my friends. These relationships have allowed me to connect the dots, see patterns, and build new codes for how to achieve unorthodox levels of success. I don't believe in guruship. I believe no one has all answers, or all the answers, including me. So all my books integrate theories and ideas from multiple minds. So I'll be sharing personal stories from the intimate conversations I've had with many of the greatest visionaries of our time. This book is an homage to the knowledge they've shared with me, as well as the lessons I've learned from my own team. Many of them, or rather whom, have influenced me in ways they'll never know. My voice and story. The way I write is candid. I don't hold back. I've shared stories here that I'm nervous to tell, but I don't mind telling myself on myself, telling on myself, to drive home that the point that anyone can do what I've done. I quit Silicon Valley in 2003 to become a meditation teacher. I then started Mind Valley with $700 and no VC funding or investors. And as I'm writing this book, we're preparing to go for an IPO, and it didn't happen without serious hurdles. My success started in the back room of a warehouse in a ghetto neighborhood in Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia. If you're wondering where that is, I'm not surprised. Expect personal stories and writing style that is raw and vulnerable, as if you and I are seated across from the table from one another. Online experience. For people who want a deeper dive into the concepts of this book, I will share links to additional resources Way. As a computer engineer at heart, I created several online tools to help you with the transformational journey this book might lead you on. You'll find hours of additional videos and trainings for specific sections of this book to make it easier to bring some of the ideas of your back into your life. Definition of the entrepreneur or entrepreneur. An important note about the use of the word entrepreneur. To me, the word entrepreneur does not mean you're running a company. You can be working for a company or part of a group like NASA and still have the entrepreneur mindset. It means you're innovating, creating, honing your skills, and contributing to the world, and not merely spinning a hamster wheel to earn a paycheck. When I refer to the term entrepreneur in this book, it applies to everyone who is choosing to make a difference in this world by doing their best work, whether you're self-employed, a contractor, running a billion-dollar company, or working for a company. Connect with me. I love connecting with my readers. I primarily use Instagram and share new experiments, stories, and ideas that regularly. I would love to connect with you on that platform, but just in case, I'm occasionally on Facebook and Twitter too. My websites, mindvalley.com and vision.com. Alrighty, it's Brandon again. Uh, I'm back and um, you got to hear the little section that... um, Vision actually has written um, before the introduction. So what do you think? Well, one part that really resonated with me, um, and actually he even talks about if these ideas don't really resonate with you. No, he, he talks about a particular area of frustration. You know, literally people have in society where they don't pursue their passions, they are tirelessly working in occupations or doing very, very menial tasks that they question. Kind of reminds me of a lot of the times um, when I was working as a, as a younger individual in society. You know, you don't get the primary responsibilities. You're not able to map out things in a way where, especially if you're intelligent, you're able to, um, you know, enact or, or at least work on things that require 
um, much more thought and, and frankly, you need to have more of an ability to do basically work beyond these menial tasks. You know, like I can give you a couple examples. Like, for example, you know, when I was really, really young, I, I washed or detailed cars. Um, I picked berries. I did a newspaper route. I did just many, many different uh, jobs. Uh, even when I was in college, I think what my first job was um, working in the library uh, as a, an, you know, library assistant. And all I was doing was just putting the books back. So these tasks were obviously not um, challenging. And these tasks, frankly, didn't test my brain at all. Um, was I smart enough at that time? Was I capable at that time? Was I even mature enough at that time? Maybe not. So maybe it was important that I actually took on these uh, positions or these you know, jobs. So that's that. But as you get older, as you, you know, literally improve and as you become more capable, you don't want these menial jobs or you don't want these uh, jobs where you do things, you know, through rote memory or through these really, really boring tasks or rather doing boring tasks out there. And so um, basically Vishen, you know, says like, you know, there's a lot of frustrated people out there. Um, quote, I'll just read the part that you've already heard, but he said, from a global perspective, that means around 5,369 people across the world die every hour, every day without having fulfilled their highest potential and experienced their deepest joy. Most of us put off our own happiness and dreams rather until tomorrow in an attempt to stay afloat today. That's a catastrophic mistake. The inescapable truth is this, time runs out. And, And this is so true. It is so, so true. And I would argue that even in my life up through the past, uh, uh, you know, 40 some years, I, I had to submit. I had to follow people or do things that that I didn't want to do. And it was very, very frustrating. Um, not only was it frustrating, it, I never felt like it, I could achieve the ultimate goals or the the you know ways of basically solving these problems that were right in front of me you know and and they weren't um like the most uh complicated problems either yet i was getting blocked i was always being told i should do something else and so it was very very frustrating well anyway with all that said I went out on my own and I've done it at least, let's see, two times thus far. And now I'm going out on my own and doing literally my magnum opus. So this this project or, or company that I have built since January of this year called When I Leave, I decided, screw it. I, I'm going to, you know, not worry about all those things, including money. You know, I, I've already spent close to $40,000 on this, which is a you know pretty large chunk of change. Um, and, you know, we're not even done. And so we'll have more money that we need to spend in order to complete this project. But but ultimately, it makes me incredibly be ha- or sorry, incredibly happy to hopefully, uh, um, you know, complete this and, and, you know, maybe even help the world achieve the goals of leaving their last 
wishes or also their last thoughts and, and hopes and, and just multiple other products that will we'll potentially lead, you know, launch in order to um, you know, help people leave this world as, as satisfied as possible. Well, that's not the goal here uh, today in terms of, you know, the focus of the podcast. It's more about talking about this book because I think there's some wonderful things ahead and I look really forward to it to read the rest of the book to see how it might help. Um, but uh, kudos to Vision and apologies again if, if you do feel like this is an abuse of um, copyrights and things like that. But I, I kind of feel like, you know, my 10 or 15 users or not users, but listeners or how many on a good day, maybe 25 or 30 um, are probably not going to hurt uh, your sales. So uh, just as a heads up, I apologize. But um, if there are any gains, and to be honest, I don't make any money off this podcast, I am happy to send it to you, especially if I do earn anything. But that, that's never been a goal. So, yeah, let's, let's uh, definitely dive into this book some more. I hope uh, you know, introducing this to you all out there may have made a change or, or sorry, may have you know, added something to your life. Um, this individual that has you know, added to my life um, definitely is giving me the opportunity to learn quite a bit uh, from this uh, incredible book. So that's it. Um, thanks again for joining us and listening to People Real. Um, we look forward to having you back. Uh, we'll have hopefully another great episode or another show that you will find some benefit but, you know, for, for listening. And uh, yeah, I think we're going to continue diving into this book because it sounds like it's, it's an incredible piece of work that, that could help guide us um, improve our lives. All right. Thanks again. We'll see you back on the show.